to the Singled Out Podcast with Becky, Brenda, and Maria. Three single gals living it up in the Midwest. We will tackle raw, real-life topics that people face no matter what stage of life we're in. Our goal is to shatter the stereotypes of being single and help you live your best life now. You're listening to Episode 8. The Wonder Warrior League is made up of a few superheroes that we know. Wonder Woman, Captain America, Black Panther, and Thor. These amazing friends serve the community by bringing a message of hope and love wherever they go. They visit hospitals and schools, they speak into the lives of kids and adults, and attend local events to greet scores of excited fans. Their mission is to encourage children of every age, young and older, that they too are strong, brave, and fearless, just like a superhero. We hope you enjoyed our last episode with our friends Heather, Brad, Johnny, and John with the Wonder Warrior League. This week, we will bring you part two of our conversation. Listen in as they share how they're changing lives, impacting the community, and how the League has changed their hearts for the true treasure in life, people. Tell us a little bit more about how you got started. I really, I really pushed myself. I mean, it, it, it took a lot. It took a lot. I know I laugh about how I thought this was silly and I'm going to do this. I mean, it took a lot for me to do this. It took a lot for me to get the outfit, to put on the outfit. This was not a simple thing. And even, even just breaking down the walls of me, of feeling inadequate or feeling like, this is crazy, you're going to walk in there and no one's going to think you look like Wonder Woman anyway, or, you know, just the voices that come at us. And and then I would think back that when I was really young, I went to a Christmas party with my family in Kansas City and there was Larry Moore. And Larry Moore is a newscaster who is very famous in Kansas City. I believe he's retired now, but he was on the news 30 years plus. And when he was at the party... I saw him and I thought, oh my gosh, it's Larry Moore. And I went up to him and he he was kind to me. He wrote his autograph on a little business card that said, keep smiling. And I thought, oh my gosh, Larry Moore. You know, <laughs> he's on TV and he thinks I'm special. and He <laughs> thinks I smile. Isn't it great? <laughs> and I remember I took it home and I, I had my mom put it in our curio cabinet. And I was like, here's my card. <laughs> you know? And it meant so much. It meant so much that he was an important person in my eyes that treated me like I was important for that split second. And I realized, okay, if I think that of Larry Moore, what if I had met Wonder Woman as a child? What, what would I have thought? I mean, you think about that, and I probably would have passed out. <laughs> and if Wonder Woman was nice to me, I would have passed out again. And then if she gave me a cape, I would have passed out in the cape, you know? <laughs> Right? And then if I met all of us, and, and the, all of us saying, you're important. And, and so that has propelled me to, it's made me feel like, and I've said it before in this, there's, there's an urgency that children are facing very hard moments. Some are in foster care, some are abused, some are neglected, some have everything perfect, and yet they feel alone. And so there, there isn't a child specific that we're looking for. We're looking for all of them. And we have to realize that one moment of giving them attention could change that ship 
and the direction of that ship just enough that they're going another direction that they become a young man or woman who feels like they can do anything. And they can. And I remember the first time that I walked in, I was by myself. Brand new outfit that was uncomfortable. (laughs) Uncomfortable. When Black Panther whines about his outfit, I'll be like, listen here. I'll put my outfit on you. He's like, no, no. You're fully covered. I know. I know. Stop whining. I've got a corset. (laughs) It's true. I tell them all, this is not fun. I walked in and the children were there playing the Wondrous Woman's theme song. And how cute was that? And they were so excited. And, you know, like some of them were, were nonverbal. Some of them were paralyzed. Some of them, you weren't even sure if they really recognized that you were there. And they were just so excited, though, in their own way. And I walked in and I said, hi, my name is Heather Wonder Woman. <laughs> I thought, I got to work on this. (laughs) And I knew that this was a journey that I would be doing for quite a few years and a long time. With that and this feeling with every time you walk into a school or a hospital or an event that you feel like your heart is going to break from feeling of hopelessness and then a feeling of empowerment. I want to be able to walk into these places and people receive our help and walk out and they'll, they'll feel better. We're just searching for ways that we can do even more. Because it's even not enough. How can we do more? How can we be more? And, and, and even on that, that side too, there was a little boy that we went into a classroom and he just kept punching himself in the face. And it was just so heartbreaking. This, this child just punching himself in the face and he couldn't stop. And I reached out my hand, and as soon as I reached out my hand, he reached his out to hold my hand. And that feeling like, how can I nurture and love and impart to him in such a way that that might stop? And for a little bit, he stopped. And then we needed to move on to other classrooms. And as soon as I I let go, he started in again. We have a mandate on our lives to walk in to a room and bring hope. And sometimes we might not see it to the fullest that we would like, but we that's our requirement. And I think that not only do I do that, but I think that all of these guys do that. All of our helpers do that. We have Lauren and we have Vanessa who go with us on most everything and just tremendous and Sierra helps and others have and we've had people donate capes to us and you just don't realize a two dollar cape could change a life it, it's it's much deeper than getting dressed up in a costume and that's why when people ask they're like oh are you doing cosplay well not really we're, we're doing something much more than that or we'll asked you know to do birthdays and we have like nothing against <coughs> doing birthdays it's just that's not like where the focus is, you know, yeah. the for, the focus is more so, you know, going to like a hospital um, or a school. Nothing is people's birthdays, but it's, I don't know, when you've kind of seen this side of what we do, you really understand without being able to understand why we choose not to maybe do a birthday when somebody asks. And, uh, and he and I talked about it a lot because we both were doing so much that let's not be common. 
let's just not birthdays are kind of common halloween that's common what we're doing is is even more than that and you know you can have a birthday party every day of the week and get paid a lot of money but what we're doing is we're investing Mm -hmm. we're investing into the people that are forgotten sometimes i i feel like that i'm remembering And Jesus did too. He remembered those that were forgotten and he Mm -hmm. remembered those that were in need. And and we have all sometimes these different pictures of who Jesus was, but Jesus was a man of such compassion and such heart. And he saw the people and he saw the hurting and he's like, there's children. Stop trying to push them away. Let them come to me. You know, and even like Larry Moore, it was a party. All of them were adults. There weren't children. I was like the only child there. He didn't have to pay attention to me. He didn't have to be kind to me. And just being kind to me was different. And so there's an urgency of reaching those that need to be remembered. And that's a lot of people. And there was another story I wrote about this on Facebook, but there was this little boy. He had just started in this classroom, and he was having a very hard time. And there was a teacher helper with him, and she couldn't get him to focus. He was running all around the room, couldn't really touch him. And I tried multiple times very gingerly to interact with him, and it it never seemed to work. And at one point I was sitting, and I was giving out capes, And I didn't realize until I was looking at the pictures later, when you looked, you could see all the action that was happening. And then there was that little red-headed boy, and he was squatted down right beside my cape, and he was touching it. He grabbed my cape, and he he was touching it. And I don't remember that happening, and I don't remember him ever stopping. He was moving constantly. And so in that moment, he knew I was there. He was engaged. And we've got to remember that, too. There are people out there that are fully engaged, even though they might be in a wheelchair or they might be even what you think is a vegetative state where their brain is working just as well as ours, maybe even better. Or that we might write off an autistic child or we might write off somebody who doesn't seem to measure up to our human norms. But the fact is, is that there's a person right before you and you need to realize they need you to treat them like a human being and that they're important. There is not a single person that I walk by and treat them like, oh, well, they can't understand me because they do. And you'll be surprised at how many times you'll talk to someone who is overlooked. How often are people with special needs overlooked? And we feel overlooked. We feel overlooked. No, we're not. We're not overlooked. Those people are overlooked, and they they deserve your time, your eye contact, your energy, and you're going to be like, why on earth didn't I stop and talk to more of these people? Probably already talked about it, but can you kind of talk about how this experience dressing up for kids and even the adults, how it has changed you even when you're not in costume? I would say being a Christian and going to like the kind of church that I go to. One of the ways it's changed me would be something that uh, Wonder Woman alluded to is um, you do see their faces a lot, the kids. I mean, there's been countless worship sessions, you know, at my church where you're worshiping and like you're seeing their faces. You are like literally praying for them, you know, and you're praying for their household and their parents because you're with them for maybe an hour and they have a whole world outside of that hour. 
And if you only try to like protect them and declare who they are when you're with them, it's not enough. It's just a lot of selflessness. It allows you to step outside of yourself. I, you know, me not having any kids, you vicariously kind of do. And like, it keeps your heart soft. So I, I appreciate it. I'm glad for it because it prevents you from getting a hard heart. Um, I think too, also faith-wise, something that's really stirred up in me, I thought I had a wonder for God. You know, I thought like I was just the most wondrous boy for Jesus ever. You know, whatever you do, God, it's great. And then like you go to like a school where I went with Thor and we're reading Dr. Seuss. And I remember I went to like the first graders and it did not matter what line I read in that book. They were giddy. They were laughing. They thought it was the greatest thing on planet Earth. <laughs> and I remember I, like I had a heart check. You know, after that event, because I was like, God, I'm asking you for like all this stuff. And like these little kids, they were just happy from like a Dr. Seuss line that I really didn't say with that much personality, to be honest with you. <laughs> you know, they were just happy. And I remember saying, you know what, God, like it took my wonder another level because I was like, listen, I, I want to be on that level. I want to wake up every day just filled with wonder at the most minute things, you know, that God does or that or, or the most minute things that like the people around me do so that I don't have to, you know, demand or ask much of anybody. Um, the wonder that I was able to get from like being around these kids, like it's a new dimension. <laughs> the way you view the world. Yeah. So that's how it's affected me personally outside in my own like, daily life. I have a lot of mirrors to what you said as far as being selfless. When you're part of a group that loves to give, I think a lot of people have heard several times that it's like if you have issues, you give yourself away and your issues don't seem so bad. And I think that this particular avenue has brought more of that to me because, you know, you don't know these kids. They've got issues. And we get a very small block of time to give them something that they don't get anywhere else. Right. In a lot of cases. It's allowed me to become more selfless the more that I do that. And I just, it's, it's made an effect on me. It's changed my heart quite a bit. It's stretched me beyond myself and my comforts. There's been several events where, where we've been to where I actually tear up from seeing the joy of these kids seeing us. Just being able to, to offer these kids, you know, even a moment of joy is priceless. I think, too, that we don't know the extent of how far this will go. We don't know the years that children will continue to remember that we spoke over them or we touched them or we loved on them. I went to probably one of my first events. It was a school, and I gave capes away. And this one little boy was in foster care, and I didn't know. And he was truly transformed by it. And I had the chance to take a picture with him, and I printed it out to give to him, too. And his foster mother said that she kept trying to put it on their fridge, but she would find that it was in his pocket. So she'd take it out of his pocket, put it back on the fridge, and this went on for a while, and she said to him, she said, well, I want to I wanna have it up there so you can see it. He said, no, I need to carry that with me all the time. At that same school, and I think there was another child, and he was almost nonverbal, hardly ever spoke, and that day didn't speak much at all, but we gave him capes. And the next day he came to school wearing his cape, and he didn't stop talking about chickens all day. And he talked about how he had chickens 
all day long. <laughs> and they were all excited because he hardly ever, ever spoke. And feeling that encouragement and that strength, even from the cape that we'd given him, he was then becoming a new person. And I, I truly believe that the positive ramifications of what we do will go on forever. We may have adults even finding us and saying, thank you for changing my life and doing what you did. And it seems so simple and really a gift back to us to do. But, you know, it is sacrificial, but the reward is so great. It's, it's sacrificial. We don't charge these schools. We don't charge the hospitals. We don't charge anybody to go and to be with them. We are giving of ourselves, but we are reaping back so much more than they, they could ever give us. Part of my favorite thing to do, um, again, I just watch Wonder Woman, and I'm like, okay, how can I do this my way, though? Because she's really like, you know those people that can really control a room? She's very good at that, right? I'm more like one-on-one, right? So I, I'd watch her, and I would say what I like to do the most would be I'll find maybe different kids in the room, and I like to kind of just kneel down and come down to their level. And I'll do my best to like muster like as much faith that I have, you know, and I'll just look them in the eye and I'll say a lot of things I've heard people say to me, you know, like, hey, really good things are coming your way. And I'll just declare certain things that are extremely good into their lives. And sometimes I'll ask them, you know, like, hey, do you believe me? And they're like, I don't know if I believe you. And then I'll remind them, like, hey, well, I'm Black Panther. Yeah. You know, and next time that something discouraging comes your way, you remember, hey, Black Panther told you, mm-hmm. all right, good is coming your way. Or you're going to do really good on that test, okay? And that's that's one of my favorite part. Because like she said, you know, like when she met, what was his name, Banker? Oh, Larry Moore. Larry Moore, yeah. Just certain people like that. I remember certain people that said things to me when I was like 16 years old. Yes. You know, I'm 27 now. And so I, I know for a fact, maybe not all of them, but there's going to be specific kids that become great. Because they remember when they were like 7 years old, Black Panther or Thor or Wonder Woman or Cap looked at them and said, hey, you're going to be good at this, all right? And they're going to remember that. It's going to encourage them, push them to whatever endeavors that they're going to do. So that's why that's that's my favorite part in the yeah. whole thing. We had to speak in a, at an assembly. And Johnny's like, you go first. <laughs> Wonder Woman has exited the building. You, 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 talk about, you talk about terrifying <laughs> When, when we showed up to that school and they're like, hey, we need you guys to speak at two assemblies. Yeah. That's and true. it's just me and Panther over there. <laughs> like, the two introverts. Uh, Captain peed himself a little. <laughs> just a little. Yeah, that, that, was, that was terrifying. But we got through it. You we got through it. You did good. Cap did really, really good. Especially going first. <laughs> Some of us just need more time, you know, to kind of... Yeah, yeah, the juice is flowing. You've been doing this more than him. You've been doing it longer, man. I know. Well, he was ready. Sometimes I play Simon Says with the kids, too, and I think they're like, you're going to talk for like 30 minutes. I'm like, what? We're going to. And I try to stay calm because Black Panther's like, what? What? I didn't talk that long. (laughs) I know. He's like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Okay, go, Heather. Go, Wonder Woman. Right? I'm cheering for you. Right? I'm cheering for you. I'm your shadow, right? That's what you yeah. said. 
So I remember thinking, this is a long time. We have to figure out something. And I, I said, listen, we're going to play Simon Says. But instead of Simon Says, it's Wonder Woman Says. And so I had them do, you know, like the little thing, sit down, stand up, touch your nose. And Wonder Woman Says, say, I am strong. And said, I am needed. I am wanted. I am good. I am smart. I am, I can be anything I want, you know, and making available to these children the chance to declare good things. And you think even of our own childhood, how many times did we say things like that? And yet we needed that. And so it's, it's a powerful gift to put back into the community and into the world, children who believe even superheroes believe in them. That's even kind of what I wrote as the the main idea is my goal is to inspire everyone that they're a superhero. And I've seen, I mean, Black Panther is kind of an introvert as well, honestly. And he'll be like, you go, you, you do, I'll follow you, 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 whatever. And I'm like, you know what? These kids, they need to see an African-American role mm. model who is a strong man. And I tell him this all the time, do I not? No, she does. All the time. <laughs> Black Panther, they need to see a strong man who is able to reach into the community and say, you don't have to be what others say you are. You don't have to. Like, we're going into supposedly the most dangerous area of Kansas City later this May Mm -hmm. and walking around with the Kansas City Police Department in an area where they had 18 murders last year and there are second and third generation drug dealers and things like that. And I told him, you must make sure you go. They need yeah. they need him. They need me. They need us. But they need him. And what a, what a gift. And I spoke about everybody, so I have to talk about Thor, too. And you know what? I have, I have watched Thor. I've known you for years, too. And how precious it is, your heart, to give out. I mean, you are, you are such a giver and such a person who takes things so seriously that I knew as soon as you decided to do this, this was, this was important to you and how you've gone through different life moments as well, that ups and downs and things like that, but bringing new life to these children in a way that I can't. I mean, it makes for a solid team that we're all very different and had our own experiences. And we all get along really well. We yeah. all work together yeah. very well. We all play off each other very well. Yeah, there's it's, no competition. or. It's very good, mm-hmm. except for Johnny with the preteen girls. Yeah, Black Panther. <laughs> he wins. He uh, wins. And then, of course, Black Panther talking about his outfit a lot. I mean, it is kind of tight. Yeah. <laughs> you just got it. And you ordered it. No, I mean, in the movie, too, it. like, the, the, his outfit is tight. His outfit you know? is tight, people. Do you know off the top of your head some of the stats about, like, how many people, how many kids? And At the end of one year, I figured out approximately, and I really tried to lowball the number because I didn't want it to seem like a lot more than it really was. I would say at this point, we have not just met, but engaged even with approximately 25,000 people. When I say that, like even the the Down Syndrome walk, it was a step up for Down Syndrome. Because it was interesting, I figured out there was a certain number, and then the next day it was doubled. Because we went to an event that doubled the number, you know, easily 12,000 people we were walking around and we spent three to four hours walking all among the people and engaging 
I've been to around 40 events. Over half of those have been schools. We've done a lot with the independent school district, some with Raytown. We get invited to a lot of different places, even far away, that we can't go. Got invited to a hospital in Texas. Who knows what this could do? I think that it's it's very life-changing, and I'd love to have that each city had superheroes that really got together and would do this yeah. and care about the kids. But we've we've seen a huge amount. And there's been absolutely no advertising or just been word of mouth. And we're now involved with the Kansas City Police Department. We've done Tim Tebow Prom, uh, the Down Syndrome Guild we've been a part of, uh, the Foster Adopt Connect group. So, and I'm not even, I have even more. There's a whole list that I have of quite a few things. What does living your best life look like to you? Or what does that mean to you? Um, living your best life, to me, it's, I would say it's being present, like, in everything you do. You know, so, like, something small. If I'm going to eat breakfast, I'm going to eat breakfast. You know, I mean, I'm going to be conscious of what I'm doing. Um, if I'm going to go to the gym, right, I'm going to treat it like it's the last time I'm going to work out. Um, if I'm, like, my own personal life, I'm going to go to work at T-Mobile, I'm going to make every interaction count. What I eat you know, it's not just going to be, oh, this is what's available. No, I'm going to be conscious of what it's going to do to my body, my day throughout the energy, my energy levels. Uh, reading the Bible or just a regular book, I'm fully engaged. You know, if I'm like having a conversation with you, nobody else is really in the room. It's just, okay, what do you, I'm going to listen with no bias. I'm going to push my boss out of the way and I'm going to focus on you. And then once I kind of have a grasp, even if I don't agree with it, I'm going to give you my perspective you know, in a healthy manner. So just these little things, being fully engaged in every little thing that I do each day. And then when that day is done, I'm going to lay there, you know, knowing that I like really gave every little thing that I did my very best. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go to sleep, dream, and I'm going to do it again the next day. Yeah. To me, that's, that's living my best life. And that's how I try to live. That's excellent. It's wild how similar I am to you. <laughs> in a lot of, in a lot of, in a lot of different. So you get a lift. You're admitting that. I, I because my 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 perspective of living your best life is is has a lot to do with that. Being intentional about about everything that you do, being present in it, and giving to other people. I've had I've had a lot of conversations with people lately where it's we all need each other, right? Mm-hmm. So. Sometimes we need each other for a different reason, but none of us are here to lock ourselves in a box and stay there forever. I personally think that living my best life is living and giving it to other people because not just for the reward that you get back, but because that's just what I think that we're here to do. Just being able to affect other people in positive ways just for people to to feel love and compassion and mercy to radiate from me into their lives without me even having to say a word that's my best life is to just be able to show the love of Christ without even saying a word just by being in the room i think that for me I think that I'm most happiest when I'm helping others be themselves. 
that's the ultimate goal that I have in life, in teaching, in being a superhero, in being a wife, in being a friend. I think that when it comes down to the end of the day, if I haven't helped somebody be a better version of themselves, or even just be themselves, I feel so sad about how people aren't themselves. And they're so worried about being jealous of someone else, or they're so worried of not measuring up, or so worried that they're going to look funny or weird or all these things. But my goal in every time that I teach and every time that I, I've prayed with people or I've reached out is, how can we help you become you and maybe not be afraid to be the great you that you are? I find that people, it's not so much that they're not doing what they should, it's that they're not being who they really are. That's living my best life is when I see people flourish around me because they were with me. I think that we're afraid of that. And I tell my students that all the time. I say, you know, you're, you're, you're afraid to be who you really could be. And it's going to stretch you and it's going to hurt sometimes and it's going to be overwhelming and it's going to be fearful and it's going to be all these things. But it's also all those things not becoming you as well. And so as you step in to each destiny mark, there's marks of destiny. You know, we think, oh, my destiny is out here and it's this big thing. And God's like, no, there's like, there's marked points. That might not even be a word, but it seems right. (laughs) Marketed points where it's like, that day I stepped into a destiny that is propelling me forward in my full destiny. And my life is a life of destiny. And as I say, let's open this door and you can go through it. I can't force anybody through the door, but I can open the door. And then I can say, let's do this. Let's go forward. You know, I think the superheroes too, that they... They would not have necessarily walked through this door if I had not opened and walked through this door. And, uh, no. (laughs) They would say no. But you walk through a door, and every door that you open, then others can walk through too. And so I take it very seriously that even if I'm afraid, even if I'm uncomfortable and dressing up as Wonder Woman is not my first choice, But in the midst of that, I knew I was opening the door for people like superheroes and like children and people with special needs, children in foster care, kids who don't know where their next meal might come. I was opening a door of hope and I was opening a door of destiny. If nothing else, I knew that I helped someone create and and step into their destiny. I would would be happy because I don't... I'm not looking for my destiny. I know it's people. People are the picture of destiny to me. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. Come socialize with us on Facebook and Instagram or email us at thesingledoubtpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, friends, remember you can be a superhero too. You want me to leave so you can cry? No. <laughs> no, listen, I don't. No, no. Did you cry, Thor? What? Did you tear up? Oh, of course I did. <laughs> I did tear up. I teared I up.
I'm, I'm, a, ba- I'm a baby <laughs> over here. <laughs> My face is wet. That's a good situation. <laughs> My face is wet. It's raining in here. It's raining inside. That's right. <laughs> Brenda, don't cry. Stop your crying. Really? I'm not crying. You're crying. Stop crying. I, I'm, I'm very stealthy. Like, I can disappear in a moment for such a big guy. <laughs> Where? Okay, can go. And it's today, too. Superhero yeah. Day. Happy Superhero Day. Today. Hooray! Nobody <laughs> got me a gift. I think that it's come to a point it's a really good group. And every person you add... It adds another dimension or another drama. <laughs> and I got enough with Thor, you know. I mean, golly. Thor was my, I was like, okay, no more children after this. This is it. <laughs> I, just, I just want it to be known on record that I have brought no drama whatsoever. <laughs> There's really been no drama. Do you know why? It's all, it's, it's it's all Panther and Thor. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. The truth is, if we add more women, somebody put that on a t-shirt. Because I, I even asked the guys, I was like, okay, you know, if you guys want to veto any photos that I put up, or you know, if you think it's not a good, you know, look, or, and I'm like, I'm talking to men. What do they care? If I add a woman, I'm going to have to worry about it. But they don't care. I mean, as long as I look good and they look halfway okay, they're like great. <laughs>